0: Hello Texans and welcome to a special edition podcast with Texans general manager Nick Casario. John Harris and I had a chance to catch up with him and talk about all the players he's been signing, reshaping of the roster, all the issues affecting your Houston Texans. So let's get right into it. Nick Casario, hard at work since being named Texans general manager in early January.
1: Yeah, it's been great. Uh, It's, you know, one day at a time. Uh, We've had a lot of activity. We've done a lot of things, but all with the intent to try to improve the team as much as possible. Uh, There's no one way to do that. It's going to take a series of transactions over the course of, I would say, weeks, months, and even during the season. So where the team is currently, quite frankly, it's probably going to be differently by the time the season starts. So we have a long way to go. There's, There's a lot of work in front of us yet to be done. Uh, But we were purposeful with what we tried to do to just improve the overall competition and the composition of the team, understanding that that change is constant and change will probably continue. Um, And we're just going to try to do what we feel is best for the organization and put our team in the best position possible.
2: Nick, before the quote-unquote legal tampering period even began, you made two trades, a guy that you know very well having been in the building and then a guy that you faced, whether it was with Buffalo or Miami and Shaq Lawson. What do Marcus Cannon and Shaq Lawson mean to you and this football club?
1: Yeah, both players have a lot of experience, have been in successful programs uh, in in their respective side of the ball as well. Uh, so, I mean, our whole thing is just try to bring, you know, good good people and good football players into the building, right? And, and those two players specifically, I would say in Marcus's case, he has a lot of experience. He's... Play a lot of football. I would say he's dealt with a lot of adversity uh, throughout the course of his life, even going back to when he came out in the draft, right, which I'm sure you guys covered him coming out of TCU. So what he's been through and what he's dealt with and how he's handled it really speaks volumes about who he is as a man, Um, not so much about him as a football player. Um, Made a decision last year to uh, to stay away from football for personal reasons and personal choice. Um, But I know Marcus is a very prideful individual, uh, cares a lot about football, um, and he's played a lot of good football. So, again, nobody's guaranteed anything. Everybody has to earn their role, uh, and everybody's going to get the same opportunity. Uh, Shaq's situation, um, you, you know, started his career in Buffalo, played a lot of good football for them, ended up there down in Miami last year, did a lot of good things for their team as well. Um, so with those two players specifically, we just looked at our team and situation and thought there was an opportunity for us to try to improve. What that actually means and how that manifests itself, nobody really knows, right? We're not going to know that until – they actually are on the field. So we just try to make a decision that we thought made sense for our team. Um, so that's why we went ahead with the transactions that we did.
0: Nick, you also added two quarterbacks to the roster, and Tyrod Taylor and Ryan Finley. So what do these guys bring to the table, bring to the organization?
1: Yeah, both players are a little bit different, right? Uh, so, uh, you know, Tyrod has a lot of experience. He's played uh, for a number of different coaches, been in a lot of different systems. Um, you know, very experienced, um, has a, a little bit of a background with some of the coaches on our staff, right? So uh, offense not necessarily might be something different that, that he's played in, um, but I would say some of the, the attributes are similar. Um, and Ryan's case, um, you know, that was a player a couple of years ago came out, I would say, whether it was the staff here in Houston, uh, or we, while we were in New England as well, um, had some good qualities, some good traits. So again, it doesn't necessarily guarantee or mean anything. It just means that we brought those players here. Uh, We brought those players here for a reason, give them the opportunity to compete and see if they can carve out a role for themselves, whatever that is. Ultimately the player's performance is going to dictate who does what, right? It's not what I think or what a coach might think. Ultimately their performance will, will bear what the role is going to be.
2: Nick and going out and trying to fortify this roster and changing this roster. Was there a particular attribute that you were looking for? You talk about adversity with with Marcus, and he's been through it, no doubt. Was there a particular attribute you were looking for in the players you wanted to bring here to Houston?
1: I'd say generally speaking, uh, just good people uh, that embrace competition and opportunity. Uh, A lot of the players, for the most part, are in a window of three to six, seven years, right? There's some players that kind of fall on either side of the spectrum, right, but have some experience in the league. Um, have had some degree of success in whatever program they've been associated with. Um, but our thing is just here's an opportunity for you. We're essentially it's a new team, uh, new staff and the opportunities in front of you. And, you know, here's your chance. And I would say there was a number of people, even some players that we did not sign um, that embraced the opportunity to be here, that wanted to be here. So it really speaks to the choices that those people make. Um, and hopefully it speaks to some of the things that we're trying to do and what we're trying to build um and put in place here that hopefully we can sustain, sustain for a period of time.
0: Nick, I know you've answered a lot of questions about Deshaun Watson this off season, and he's going through a very serious situation right now. I know the Texans are cooperating with the league, working with the league, but what can you tell us about that? How do you handle that as you build the 2021 Texans?
1: Yeah, it's a good question, Mark. We're certainly cognizant and aware we made a, a statement at the beginning, um, about where the organization stood, I would say the le- it's a, it's a legal situation, it's a legal process, so we're certainly respectful of that. Uh, we certainly take them very seriously. Uh, the allegations or um, what's been discussed or, are certainly troubling. Um, and organizationally, that's not something that that we can condone. That we we condone those types of actions. But again, we'll let the legal process take care of itself, and however it's going to unfold, we'll certainly comply and do. Uh, we can to help and and facilitate a, a resolution for everybody. Nick, this
2: might sound like a weird question, but I've always thought about this. You come into the building, you're brand new, hardly know where anything is. I'm sure the first thing you do is the paperwork and the onboarding process, but what was the very first thing you felt like you needed to get done the very first day you sat down at your desk and went, okay, 2021 Texans, what do I do? What was the first thing that you really set about to do that very first day?
1: Yeah, honestly, that's a great question, John. I mean, you have a list of probably hundreds of things. I think the most important thing is try to get to know the people that are here, right? Uh, Because ultimately, this is a people business, all right? We can say what we want about what goes on in the football field and X's and O's and all that, but this is a people business. I mean, it's about the people that you have in the building on all different levels of the organization. So it's not about just players. It's not about just coaches. It's about every area of the organization, um, so, really, it's taking it, getting a chance to do a deep dive on some of the people that are here, understanding that we're going to have to make difficult decisions. We've made some difficult decisions. Um, and that's just part of, you know, starting over to a degree, right? So, A, to kind of get to know the people. And then B is just realize nothing's going to happen overnight, right? You just try to right. figure out, okay, what are some things you can get accomplished on a day to day basis? And then go to bed at night, put your head in the pillow, think about the next day, and then come back and, and just try to make some incremental progress. So, really, it's about stacking multiple days together. Um, and that's the only way you're going to build something that's sustainable. It's just, just to put, you know, multiple days together over the course of time and understanding you have to be malleable, you have to be flexible, and you have to be willing to adjust and adapt. Um, and that's really probably a hallmark of this league is the the teams that figure out how to do that are the ones that at least have a chance for success. It doesn't necessarily ensure success, but at least gives you a chance so that's how we've tried to approach it and just be consistent and, you know, just try to stay, you know, as flat as possible and understanding there's going to be ups and downs that, um, that come along with it.
0: Nick, I think anybody trying to put together an unofficial depth chart right now is going to have a very hard time. And I, I think you guys want it that way in a way because you like the competition. But let's discuss the running backs for a moment here because Mark Ingram comes into the fold. You also have Philip Lindsay from Denver and of course you bring back David Johnson and there are others as well. It looks like a very thick depth chart right now at the running back position. You got to like that.
1: Yeah, I would say there's a lot of good players at that position. I mean, you could even throw in Scotty and buddy, right. Who have been here, right. Sure. Um, who are younger players who have been, you know, I would say with their opportunities, specifically buddy who's played in a kicking game, but you know, Mark, David, and Philip have all had different degrees of success in the league. Um, they've all been productive in, in their programs. Um, and really, when you have competition, it's good for everybody, right? Um, I think that you're talking about three great people, um, their attitude, their approach, their work ethic. I'd say they're uh, genuine. They are, and they're they're all excited to be here. Now, what does that mean? I mean, I have no idea. They're all different. Um, They're all different types of backs that have been productive in in their own right. So we'll just try to put them all in the best position possible. And and I would say at some point, you're going to need everybody on your team, right? You don't know when, you don't really know how it's going to shake out or unfold. Um, So again, I think to your your point, Mark, we've tried to, as best we can, create that as much as possible at, at as many positions as possible, right? And I'm sure there'll be a few more tweaks that we make along the way. Um, so we'll see how it all unfolds once we actually get started.
2: Nick, I can imagine the roster transformation is ongoing, but the biggest thing coming up is the draft. And I've been at plenty of pro days, a in particular, seeing you work those pro days. They're different. The last two years, well, last year we didn't have them. This year they're different, limited in capacity. So how important does the draft become from a relation standpoint of trusting people, getting opinions on players, How important does that become in this draft in particular? Because you're new to Houston, but also the way things are still limited in this draft process. How do you kind of approach that as you get ready for the draft April 29th?
1: The way you articulated it, John, that's exactly what it is. Really, ultimately, what this comes down to in terms of information that you gain outside of the building is getting the right information and knowing who to go through to gain that information, right? Because everybody's going to see him play. Everybody's going to have an observation about what they feel about a player. Even at a pro day, you're going to see certain things. Everybody's going to see certain things, right? So it's the information that you gather, and it is to give you the most accurate profile on the player so that you can make a good decision in real time with, with the appropriate information. So knowing who to go to, how to get that information, and trusting the people that provide that information to you is important, right? Because depend, you know what it's like, depending on who you speak with or go to, whatever their agenda may be of giving you whatever information and whatever you want, there's a reason behind that, right? So you have to be able to kind of sift through that and make sense of it. So I'd say our scouts do a great job of that. Um, our area scouts specifically in the group that, that James Lifford oversees, I mean, those are the people that you're really relying on the most, because they're the ones that, from beginning to end, call it from May till April, right? They're the ones that are in the area. They're the ones that are in the schools on a regular basis, just under normal circumstances. So wherever you can get good information, that's the most important thing. And then ultimately, you just have to make an assessment about the profile that's been created. But the reality is you really don't even know what that is going to look like until they actually get here, right? So you may have some information that tells you one thing, And then they get here and you actually find out something different. Right. So then you have to say, okay, all right, well, this maybe this is a little bit different than what we thought, but, you know, we, we can deal with it. So it's a great question, John. And that's I would say, especially this year, you just want to make sure you have the most accurate information so that you can make a good assessment. Some of these 40 times are kind of ridiculous. Are clocks running faster or something with COVID? I don't know what's going on. Uh, the, tra- <laughs> the, the trainers are getting paid a lot of money to make sure the players run fast <laughs> so all the agents can send their players there the next year. So Gotcha. gotcha.
0: Hey, Nick, what about the coaching staff? Uh, I don't think we've gotten a comment from you, and I know you can't comment on everybody, but it uh, looks exciting what you've been able to put together. And when are they going to get to coach? What's the offseason going to look like? What can you tell us?
1: Yeah, we're getting closer. I think we'll have a better idea over the next week or two what the off season is going to look like. But as far as the staff is concerned, uh, a lot of different coaches with varying levels of experience. The one thing that we've seen over the last few months is just how they work together in whatever the arena has been, right? Whether it's been remotely, whether they've been in house, just the way they work kind of collectively and collaboratively. Um, Some have more experience than others. Um, We have a lot of good young coaches that are excited and eager to learn. So, let's say it's a pretty decent collection of people. Um, And once you have the opportunity to work with the players, then you get to see even more. So um, again, we're, you know, we're excited about the staff that that we've assembled and um, you know, we'll certainly be more excited when to get the opportunity to go on the field, hopefully, and work with the players on a one-on-one basis.
2: hundred percent truth. How many phones did you burn up during the month (laughs) of March?
1: I only used one cell phone, and it actually, still works. I haven't seen the bill yet for that month. But maybe, maybe we'll have the organization pay for it. But uh, no, it's, uh, it was a lot of work by a lot of different people, and you know, it, it, it's ongoing. And uh, you know, we're certainly excited about where we are today and where we're headed. All right, Nick. Well, thanks so much for the time, and best of luck in the next few weeks before the draft. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, John.
0: There it is, our special edition podcast with Texans general manager Nick Casario. And stay tuned for more podcasts and more on Texans All Access five nights a week on Sports Radio 610, 6 to 7 p.m. We'll have Marcus Cannon on the air, Mark Ingram, David Johnson, Christian Kirksey, and numerous other Texans players as we keep it rolling five nights a week. Have a great day, everyone, and go Texans!